nine. <laughs> yo, 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 it's the Mallory Bros Podcast, episode 161. Mm. Or is this 162? This is 162. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Happy Leo season, I believe it is. Leo season. 100%. Is upon us. Happy birthday, whoever's birthday out there. Happy August. Summertime still. Shit. Yeah, beginning of the month, so everybody had to pay their rent. So that's why we kind of come in with the with low vibes. Yeah. <laughs> low vibration. Nah, yeah. When you're sitting there and you're paying, like, bills, that is the worst feeling. Not it. You're watching your money leave your You're account. just sitting there like, I get the auto pay. Like, my Verizon is auto pay. So they'll hit me with the thanks for your payment. That's worse. That's worse. Oh, y'all took it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or when you go and look and say, oh, I see they took that. Yeah. That's the worst feeling ever. <laughs> when you don't get to hit pay. Okay, I decided to pay now. When they just took it. No, that is so funny because that is exactly how you feel. You feel like, damn. It's I don't have much on auto pay. I got my health insurance because no, I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, car insurance. We got a deal. <laughs> We got a deal. I don't have my cable on there yet, but I need. I feel like I need to because I go in there and just pay it anyway. Yeah, 100%. But Terrell just came from the Drizzy concert this weekend. Drizzy concert was this weekend, this past Friday. I don't know if y'all seen the stats, <laughs> but he had his biggest turnout, whatever, something, numbers, whatever. Most money he ever made in a single arena. Sing, arena. Single $5 arena. million. Dollars. It felt crazy in there. Now, it actually wasn't my night. I went on Saturday night. Everybody that went on Friday, it was them. Okay. That first DC show was his number one show. Was it all a blur? That shit was... <laughs> that shit was crazy. It's all a blur. <laughs> let me tell you how we... Let me tell you about my Drake concert experience. We did it a little too crazy, if you ask me. Last time we went to a concert, right? Uh, it was last year. My girl got me tickets to the Chris, Chris Brown concert. Remember, we saw Chris Brown and Baby. Yeah. We went to that concert and... We was at a hotel. We stayed at a hotel. So like, we went to the hotel, woke up, had a day, yeah, and then we went to the concert. I don't remember if we got there late or what. All I know is we went to the concert. No, my bad. I'm lying. We went to the concert. We went to the hotel after. We left from here. Remember we left from here to the concert? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first concert at Breezy Joint. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to that joint. We was we went to that concert completely sober. Didn't drink, didn't even think about it. And when we left, we was like, damn, you know what? We should have got some, like, the next concert we go to, we're going to get some, get us a little, we can't be sober in here. Because yeah. you just be hearing the little shit and you just need to be, you can't vibe for real because everybody else around you is a high drunk. Anyway, this time going to this one, we stopped at the liquor store, stopped at the ABC, mm-hmm. got us some cut water and we had a couple shots. ABC. Dog, we was, we was way too tore up in that concert. There are certain aspects of the concert that I literally do not remember. We went to the bathroom three times. I only remember, remember going to the bathroom for real once. I just remember us leaving like yeah. at a time. Anyway, that shit was dope. It was, it was dope as fuck. It was, it's honestly feel, but you know what? I'm mad that I drank so much because now it kind of feels like I dreamt that I went to the concert. It's all a blur. <laughs> That's crazy. What was the best song that he performed? Come on, give us something with the concert. How did he open? He opened with uh, Nick, what you done? With the young Drake sitting on the couch. Yeah. It's like, oh, nine in your bedroom, and I'm in love with Navi. And I thought that, that <laughs> the whole tour was gonna be 
all that vibe. When Terrell sent me God's plan, I'm like, he performed God's plan? Let me tell you something about this tour, bro. It wasn't that good. I haven't even tweeted about it or nothing. I said I was going to wait for the podcast. It was not that good for the caliber that Drake is. Drake went up there and did something that a nigga like um, Neo. Neo could do. You just playing songs. Which would be fire. If now, this is my that. thing. He had dope floaties. Like, he had, like, a sperm cell that would go through the audience, like a floaty. Oh, wow. On yeah. that down level. He had an alien ship come over him at one point. He was on the stage rapping to the aliens. Uh, he had a big titty <laughs> anime doll joint that was floating around. It was a bunch of shit like that, but... What was he rapping to the, to the aliens? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know why that would just be playing. Like, what I got a video in my pick? phone. I can tell you after yeah. this. Um, but it just felt, it felt beneath what he could deliver. Yeah. Like he performed. He did. They did. They did not do broke boys. I don't get how you don't do broke boys. Yeah. They did like, uh, spin about you and a cu- and a couple of, a couple drinks from that drink. But it's a couple drinks that I want him to do. Like Drake is bigger than. That I think for everybody that's been to the concert, it just felt like you was a DJ could have done exactly what we got from Drake. Yeah. And when you got Beyonce doing what she's doing, right, with all of the it's a fucking show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The weekend put on a fucking show. Like the big ass moon in the crowd and the fucking people walking in the <laughs> the big Virgil. He has the big Oh yeah, he had the big Virgil, but after a while, the allure of that it don't glow up. It's just dark as fuck in the room. Virgil looked like it's just a big ass Virgil in the dark. It's funny because people was like, "Who is that? Is that Drake?" <laughs> I, I said, "I think it's Virgil." And he's holding the paper plane at the end of the show. The hand go forward and the plane comes out. Oh, that's dope! So a show. It's all right, man, but it's not. It, it ain't Ralph level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it ain't Ralph though. I do feel like the, the the tour when he when I heard that he was coming out to look what you've done. It's like, oh, bet. So that means. After that, I'm gonna hear don't 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 don't. Did you do that one? He did. Too strong out on confidence. Overdose on confidence. He did it. But he did it. He did. He did it. Did he do Girls Love Beyonce? See, I like. I got certain Drake songs that I love. I don't think he did it for our night. But this is what I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to see. Drake went up there and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this one." But like he would play. He he did Jaded. Okay. And then Jaden went into like um, Massive or something from Honestly Nevermind. I thought it was going to be like on some T-Swizzle shit. This is my era's tour, which means I'm coming on to the stage as the Drake from... 100%. He started with Look What You Done. Started with Look What You Done. Thought he was on it. I thought we was going to go through that album. Not the whole fucking album, but like a couple of the hits, then the next album, then the next album, and make our way to her loss, which is why I thought 21 Savage was dead. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. I wanted this nigga to come out. I wanted to just see a fucking, you know how the smoke machine rumble the snow and shit onto the kind of look like the cloud. So he had his own way of coming out. Like, nah. What I wanted, like, I would love for him to have. You keep saying that he didn't put on a show, but like he did. You just didn't, I guess, like it. Nah, it was great. It was great, but it didn't feel like you went to see Drake. Bad Bunny put a beach on the fucking national field. See, you not... I thought you were going to talk more about music. You're talking about you just don't like... You, I guess you don't like the alien ship. You didn't like the fire and it the was, moon and shit. It was cool, but it felt like amateur is all. It didn't feel like... The biggest artist in the, the world. Biggest, one of the biggest artists in the world. I feel did you. Did that. You know. Like the Drake fans? That nigga don't know what he's talking about. He was off a of cut water. He Look, it's all a blur for that nigga. 
And I feel like if I didn't drink, I really would have ripped that drink apart. Because number one, bro, he wasn't even doing the whole song. Man, niggas seeing me, he would get to the end of the verse and then it would switch. So sometimes your favorite part of the song, he ain't even do that part. Oh, he ain't even get that. It's like this nigga was giving us highlights of songs. Damn, yeah, and I actually feel that. I actually feel that. Well, while Terrell was at the Drizzy uh, concert, I was doing what most of y'all was doing, which was watching that Errol Spence, uh, Terrence Bud Crawford fight. And man, was that a fight night or what, y'all? What a fucking great fight that was. I watched it with my dad. Uh, it was dope. It was just me and him. And I was telling him, I'm like, yo, this will be one of the biggest fights of the year. This will be a good fight. I, didn't, I did not expect it to be that good of a fight. Or I should say more so one-sided of a fight. That big of a... Mm -hmm. Bro, apparently, and there's a funny thing about it. It's like, I'm not thinking about the Errol Spence fans. The people that have been fans of this man's whole fucking... I think he was 28-0 or 34-0 or 38-0. I think Terrence Crawford was 38-0. No, he was 39-0 because now he's 40-0. I think Errol Spence was like 34-0. And, and I'm like, damn, these fans have rolled with this man undefeated. It was yep. people that thought that that dude was not going to lose the way he did. He lost bad. You can say what you want. You can, say, you can talk about how he looked. But just that night, it was dope. We had good food. Fight was good. The undercards were all right. I seen uh, the nine-minute highlight clip yeah. of the fight. That was ugly. It was ugly, bro. And then when you watch it, you know, you watch him thinking that, that it's this even bout, especially the, I mean, I, let's keep it 100, y'all. From the buildup of that fight all the way to when it happened, we truly got a payoff. Low-key, that's what we wanted from Mayweather and Pacquiao. Remember after Mayweather and Pacquiao fought, fought we were all kind of saying, man, it was kind of underwhelming because they ain't really let their hands go like we thought. We thought it was going to end like uh -huh. that. But for them for it to end like that, I thought that was dope. Uh, Terrell, will tell you what I've been doing. Terrell, what I've been doing recently. All I've been watching is what? Uh, he'll watch old boxing matches or he'll watch... Terrence is he's he's like that. Yep. Soon he'll as, go back and watch. He'll watch one thing of somebody, but then go back and look at everything they did, which I guess isn't weird. I, I guess that's normal. Weird. Shout out to the people that are like me because once I saw that Bud Crawford one, I said, you know, there's a lot of fights I haven't seen bro fight. There's a lot of Errol Spence fights I haven't seen fight. So I just been watching a bunch of his fights. So yeah, step to me. He I've definitely been, been at it. He been he he goes back and watch. You know what they've been saying? Ha ha ha. Just threw some punches. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't really. Didn't really? The listeners? They saying your man Javante next to get bloodied like that. Man. And y'all really going to be sick. Then that's what I was hoping Ryan, that's what I was hoping Ryan Garcia was going to do. If Ryan Garcia did my man tank like that, I might have been hurt. Like how them Aerosmith fans was hurt. I would have been hurt. You would have been hurt. And it been on cam. And it been on cam. Boop, boop, boop. Down goes Tank in the first. I saw it. Go back and look at them highlights of Tank versus Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia looked all right. All I'm going to say is this, y'all. For my fight fans, the people who, who are able to tune into the fight, uh, there's other fights that are on YouTube that's full length that you can go and watch that are just as, you know, they just as, you know, you learn the backstory of some of these fighters that you don't know. I can admit, I didn't know so much about Terrence Crawford before the Errol Spence fight. I knew about his record. I knew about his reputation, but I'm like, I haven't sat down and studied him. But Terrell, no, even back in college when, I, I remember I think I just watched Ali, Will Smith. Then I just watched every single Muhammad Ali fight that I could find. Terrence is, it's not even, it's not limited to that. This is what he does. When Nipsey Hussle passed away. I've seen every single thing that you can find of Nipsey Hussle. Terrence, on the yeah, right. 
there's that. But you would think, oh, but yeah, he went a little on in Nipsey's interviews. I come in one day, he's watching a this nigga. Oh, oh, you see this dude? He's a crip. He went to jail for such and such. He actually killed a thousand when niggas. When Nipsey passed away, him. I started watching big random shit. I definitely got very deep in the game over that. I started reading shit. I bought books. Very transitional point in my life though, because I wasn't trying to read about something I wanted to be. Some of y'all niggas said, oh, "I bet I'm." I'm about to get into... Nah, I just do research. I'm not about to be a boxer. Be research. Shout out to people that I saw from the... Uh, the I did see some people some at the people. concert. One guy... I seen... Um, my man, I forget. He was a DJ at... Uh, what's his name? His birthday party. He hey, go! DJ! He was a, he, I seen him. He was like, bro, review fire. <laughs> uh, he was passing him outside, but I seen another dude that was like, it was crazy. I knew I was going to see you here. I knew it. <laughs> And it was a, it was a couple people that hit me that I didn't get to see, um, but it was dope. Shout out to the boy for going and seeing the boy. Speaking of the boy, how's your man? Oh, let how's me my guy. Hold on, let me tell you something about Twenty One Savage. Don't uh, Twenty One Savage Live is not worth it. Twenty One Savage on a track, low key, ain't worth I it. I got so. feelings for you. Pray they loving the crow. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> it was y'all it was, know how I feel about I'm gonna that. I'm gonna tell y'all that was the part that was like, all right. We could have did without 21. You could I would have rather had J. Cole. The niggas that, what was it, Connecticut or Montreal, they got J. Cole. Bullshit. But it's I, all good. I'll tell y'all this. Her loss would have been five times better with a different artist on it. I'm sorry. Replace 21 Savage with Future. Replace 21 Savage with his cousin, Nudie. Replace Parents, 21 no. Savage with... No, you no, could, no. You could swap 21 Savage out of her loss a bunch of times, and I think you would still get the same caliber project, if not better. 21 Savage had one of the best verses on that uh, Utopia, if you ask me. That first verse he did was fire. What was the first verse he did? The one where he's, that, that was the, that's the one from Twin Bitches. Twin Bitches jumping off a jet ski. Mm. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> His verse on that was actually I dope. told Terrell, 21 Savage seemed like that, that dude that he works when he is at home. 21 Savage is a home field advantage type of dude. You need, he need that dark, cloudy, ominous... Killer music, mm-hmm. you know? Him on Spin About You, when you really think about it, even though a lot of people's favorite part of Spin About You is 21 Savage. Exactly. You know? So what are you talking about? I'm, I'm just saying he's very hit or miss. I'm not saying he always misses, but... Ah, you see. When them nights you heard talk. it live. Not yet. Because it was... I mean, he did some of his joints, you know? He yeah. did, I'm on that slaughter gang shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gang. That shit was fire. But sometimes when it was him and Drake, it was like, it's all right. Wow, this is cool. Right, this is cool. And a nigga ch- waited until after our show to do Teenage Fever at the end. All right. <laughs> Drake but fans. It was dope. Weekend was dope. You asked about your boy. Your boy good. He trying to talk. That's what I want to. That's what I really wish. I have not been able to see my nephew, y'all. It's all good. I can't just pull up on him. He trying to talk. He not really confident in it, though, yet. And y'all, I mean, I know that probably feels like, damn, this motherfucker just had a baby. I'm not saying he's like saying words. Yeah, he's just trying he's to make getting, sounds. He's starting to make sounds other than cry, which is, it, it's honestly cool as shit. I'm not going to lie. He uh, had his first laugh over the weekend. I got it on video. Now, see, those are the things that I love, man. I, I wish I could spend more time with him. But, you know, you'd be on a move, and then I felt like I was under the weather, and I didn't know because my dad was sniffling during the fight night. So I said, well, I ain't going to go over to see him. And then tomorrow I'm sniffling, and then I pass anything to the K, man. But yeah. Nah, yeah, you know, mom and them haven't been there because dad. Dad fucked everybody. Yeah. 
He got sick, and now everybody's like, I'm going to just wait to come because I don't know if I got anything. And then your worst fear is you being the one that passed something to a, a kid yeah. whose immune system is new, but lo- you don't know if they're going to be able to just handle your shit, you yeah. know? One of my friends was like, uh, yo, you're going to be sick all the time because the baby going to always be sick, but mm-hmm. they get over it faster than you. But you know what? They kid is in daycare. Kids that's in daycare get sick way more often because one of them kids in there is going to get sick. And all of the kids are gonna get sick, and you gonna get sick as we all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, everything, everything gravy. We uh one week out from the Travis Scott uh, Utopia came out last week. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody that got the Patreon. We have we got so many. The community is growing over there. It's so many mm-hmm. people that came through for the uh for the Travis Scott. Watch everything else that's up there. That's like what I'm saying. Know. If anybody had that just joined the Patreon, if you just want to see what some of the best stuff on there, you're gonna have to scroll down a little bit because we've done. A lot since, but when Terrell did that damn documentary, people forget that that's on the Patreon. That is one of the best things that we've ever done. Uh, I feel yeah. like we should pin it low-key, like to the top or some shit, because yeah. that is a masterpiece video. That was dope. If you would have dropped that video on just YouTube, we that video would be a masterpiece. It's on Patreon only for a reason, because it is a big fish, y'all. That's a big fish. And you know, it's uh, I was looking at some old... Visual pods on that joint. It's like episode like 48 or some shit. Mm-hmm. That's when your boy was grinding. One week with the Travis Scott. Room to do 400K. 400K. Favorite tracks. Biggest album. Favorite tracks from the new Travis Scott. Shout out to everybody who listened to it. Uh, my favorite tracks are definitely Thank God. You know what's crazy? Hyena. Or, or Hyena. Hyena or however y'all are saying it. Shit grew on me like crazy. For real? Yes. I need to go back and re-listen to it. I don't know why. I just feel like, all right. Even Modern Jam. I'm like, it's on. I ain't skipping too much. But also, I do feel like, well, let me get back to my favorite songs. Thank God, of course. I like God's Country. I like My Eyes. Sirens. I don't want to name the whole album, but Fiend, of course. Okay. Track number nine would be on the same. Come on. I know. Me and Terrell were talking about the run from Meltdown to fucking Topia Twins. Nah, yeah. That's a good run. That's a good run. And Paracel to a lot of like schizo with, with, with. You like Paracel? Paracel is which one? That's the joint with Dave Chappelle. Oh, no, no, not that one. That one is kind of like. Schizo a, is what I like. But you know what? A lot of people like that joint. Paracel. I don't think it's bad. It's slower. And you know, people have my eyes as like, when, what do you think about that song? A lot of people have that song as like their favorite song from the album, top two on the album. What do you think? People, I mean, you got to think about how many people can listen to My Eyes versus how many people can listen to uh, Thank God. The people that like Travis Scott in his original form, they're going to gravitate to the My Eye, the I Know, the Schizo. But the people that might not even be a big Travis Scott fan, but just are a music fan, My Eyes is a different level of music for sure. It's just different level music, in my opinion. I thought it was odd. I mean, I re-listened to it today on the way here. And the, the beginning is cool. The, it's like the end of it is so great. Yeah. The transition is so great. It makes up for the beginning. Yeah. But if the song was just up to Sanford and went off, I, that would be one that I would be skipping. That I get. That I get. I agree. I, like the, I don't want to hear you roly-poly on my wrist. I don't give a fuck about this. Let me get to the other part. Did you hear about the dude? Did you hear the dude? I think I follow him. I think his name is something. Whatever. But he was talking about how he feels like this album has way too many transitions to another song. 
Like this album could low key. This 19 songs on Utopia. It could easily be a 27 song album. Oh yeah, because he has a lot of songs. Look, Schizo is six minutes, right? Modern Jam is four minutes fifteen seconds. My Eyes four eleven. Meltdown is four oh six. Del uh-huh. Resto four thirty four. Five fifty four telekinesis. And then one of my favorite songs on the album is the last one. Till further notice. Till further notice. That's arguably one of the best on the album. It is. Five That's such minutes a sleeper. and fifteen seconds long. It's such a sleeper. And you know what? I just want to say this. If you somebody that skips Del Resto, I've been seeing a lot of people that say Oh, that's the only skip on the album. Oh, that's the one I'm skipping. It's right it. after Fiend. I get it. You, you entitled to your opinion, and you may not be, you know, with the vibes, but I'm just going to also think you're probably going to be a guidance skipper. You know, you might be one that skips guidance because you don't really yeah. like that vibe, but that's one of the best songs on the album. I could be a little bit biased because Beyonce's on there. Musically, that's one of the best songs on the album. It just is. That joint is, that joint is insane. Yeah. But my favorite track on the album is Fiend. I just got to keep it a buck. I think we can, I don't know if y'all ready to admit it, but Fiend might be the best track on the album. Fiend might be the best track on In the album. In terms of replay value. Yeah. Fiend, I feel like, can sit up there with Fuck You Mean. You know? Gonna. Like, it's, it uh-huh. could be replayed for the next whatever month. Yeah. Because we're going to be playing that. I would. But, um... Travi did his thing with the bundles and he ran it up. He gonna do four hundred k, which we thought. All of the all of the the bundles and the features, it makes sense. We're gonna get to a point where wherever you place when your album drops, I feel like it's not gonna matter. All of these bundles and all of this stuff that people now know. Oh well, you know the bundles. You know, everybody knowing what you're doing. Like you see the Air Force One he put out with Utopia on the back. Is that going to last Air Force One with Utopia on the back? I don't know if that was a rumor or fake or whatever, y'all. But us seeing these bundles, it does it lets us know that the album isn't getting number one because of just the music. We know, like with Taylor Swift, you put your album out in a million different languages, or you did all of that shit. We know what you're doing. T Swizzle got the game a lot. She, she, yeah, her, her squad. And it's funny because, look, that's the thing. I don't even think that it's Travis Scott saying, yo, we putting all of this out. I think he has a team that's like, yo, we about to help you mm-hmm. They say expose he, this album or spread the album. And, I, and, and honestly, I do definitely think it worked. And you know, the, the rules for Billboard changed. So now you can count. Remember, Travis Scott, when Travis Scott put out his last album, he was doing bundle shit. Nicki yeah. Minaj threw a fit. They changed the rules. Yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. He waited. All that time, they changed the rules back. Now his album came out. He could do bundles again. Remember the Cactus Jack era? Well, I didn't know that they changed the rules and then changed them back. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't change them all the way back. But now it's a stipulation where if you're selling an album, but that album happens to come with a, you know. Yeah. T-Swizzle, man. You see what Taylor Swift did? She put out her album that she put out like 10 years ago. Again, and it did a million first week. That's crazy. That wasn't off no bundle shit. She's got a, yeah, she's one of the biggest in the world, so. We talk about Taylor Swift just because of her numbers, but like, I'll be telling Terrell, he gets caught up on numbers. The numbers shit doesn't matter. Your album being number one does not matter. You know what I will say? I don't think Utopia is Travis Scott's best album. I've seen people say that Travis Scott, this is his best album. It's not. What is it? Put it like this. Can you really say Utopia is better than Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight? You named his worst album. <laughs> You named the album that 
I don't give a fuck what you all niggas think. Birds in the Trap was fire. Utopia is a breath of fresh air from an artist we haven't heard from in 45 years, right? But let's really keep it 100. Birds is better than Rodeo? I didn't say Birds was, be was his best album. I just said, I'm just oh, naming just the album. Oh, okay. I definitely don't think that Utopia is better than Rodeo. I don't think Utopia is better than fucking Astroworld. I think Utopia is a great album at this point in your career. Y'all would never say that Magna Carta Holy Grail was better than Reasonable Doubt. But Magna Carta wasn't even hailed as a great album but to see, some people. But go listen to it and listen to what Jay was saying on that. And when it dropped, it was nuts. But when you look back, now niggas say it's not this great album. Or 444, right? You would never say 444 was better than Reasonable Doubt. But look how much more you get yeah. of this Jay at this point in his career. That's why I'm like, you know what? These number ones and people saying that Utopia is his best album, I disagree, man. Maybe I need to listen to it a little bit more. Y'all look at a job well done and say, this is his best. Nah, yeah. Recency bias is something that's taken over every aspect of everything. Sports, music, and everything. But I will ask you this, because some people feel like Mr. Morale is a top Kendrick album. Right. Because and of how mature it was, how introspective, the therapy, the this. It's like you ain't never going to say that when Jordan put up 50 points in that Wizards uniform that it was a better performance than his Bulls prime 50-pointer. Only because you know there's respect that comes with Jordan in that Wizard jersey. Mm -hmm. He was earning the respect back then. That's why Kendrick Lamar will never say Mr. Morale and Big Steppers is a better album than Good Kid, Mad City. We would never say it. But when you look at both albums, we get a lot more about Kendrick on Mr. Moran. It's not about it being more personal. It's just, it's okay for us to say that Mr. Moran and Big Steppers is one of his better, more open projects without saying, this is the best that he's done. Yeah. Just because it's his most recent. We definitely hop out there and say shit is just the best. And people miss artists. We miss Travis Scott for sure. Do you think Travis Scott made the rap album of the year? Yes. I'm going to tell you something. You don't think so? I was listening to A Giving the Curse this morning. Mm -hmm. I think Travis Scott put out the best if rap he, album, but he didn't put the most replayable album out this year. I think he, I think he, he definitely put out, he put out 19 tracks. Gunna only put out like 12, 13. But man, I, if he was to lose the Grammy to Gunna, Gunna the rat. Oh, well, what you say? I said, look, look at, at Ghana. Ghana. <laughs> you see how y'all know how we do the big eyes and all the time, right? It. You see how he did uh -huh. it? I said, Ghana. I said, Ghana. And then the nigga said, I want you to say what you said again so I can slap the shit out of you, whatever. And then he said, look, so I can, uh, so I can sue the so hell can, out of y'all. They said, look, so you can do what he said. So you can be a rat. <laughs> Crazy. Bro, that is the world. Yeah. Don't you know how Kendrick said, this is what the world sound like? Mm -hmm. That is it. Oh, my God. I mean, if you know what he's talking about, it was a nigga on Twitter. That Saul Gunner oh! said, Brody. He put out one of the best albums last year. They, the rap album of the year last year. If, Lamar. if Gunner was to put, if Gunner was to take the Grammy this year for this album, I wouldn't be all the way opposed to that, bro. To me, he definitely outrapped you. Y'all think that the Grammys are going to nominate Gunner? Why would they not? They don't give a fuck about snitches and rats. They don't give a fuck about you no sure? Terry, they don't give a fuck about none of that culture. He's saying they don't give a fuck about like they do give a fuck. 
They don't give a fuck about any of your culture. They're just going to pick one. Oh, what's, who's that cool chick? Cardi B? Let's give it to her this year. Terrence? That's what they you did. Love to, you love to bring up Cardi and discredit her like she didn't put out a great album that year. She did. She put a good she album out. She probably shouldn't have won. It's not cool. a probably, Terrell. At this point, it's not probably. We, we know what's up. That's she, why I'm just saying the Grammys, we're not looking at the Grammys. That like album should have went to Astroworld. But if Gunna wins, it's not the same as different albums. So are Kendrick Lamar's Grammys all bullshit then? Did they just pick that? Or are you going to say, oh, he earned that. He actually did this. Because you can't have one logic and not apply the same logic. If you're going to say that they one way, then that's the way they are. You can't say, oh, they got it right this time. And then I always say, you know, they don't give a fuck. They just don't pick. Well, sometimes they do get it right. I guess it's the one time they just didn't get it right. Are Beyonce's, uh, all of her Grammys fucked up? Or did she I'm earn not, I'm not the one here making the case that they just did pick. Terrell, so let's not act like we don't know about the Grammys bullshit. All the I'm be, saying the is... Grammy, be, they have fucked Beyonce on a thousand Grammys. I'm not going to go back and forth with them, nigga. I just, I'll be surprised if they nominate my, uh, my guy Gunner. I can see them doing Travis Scott... Utopia. They're gonna nominate Nas for Magic Two. They're gonna nominate uh who else put albums out this year that was good. They're gonna put Lil Yachty in hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna put him over there. They gonna put him in Lil Yachty is gonna be nominated. Watch. You think uh, they're gonna nominate Jack Harlow for Jackman? They're gonna nominate Jack Ride Harlow for, for Jackman, and we're gonna get Ride the Lil Durk. No way, Terrence. Nah, the, the, the fucking Lil Durk put out one of the biggest albums this year, hip hop. Oh, Lil Uzi, Pink Tape, you know? Uh-huh, they might, do t- they might say, fuck it, we're going to give Tyler the Grammy again for the deluxe. Y'all want to know what's my most replayed album of the, is it this year? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. My most replayed album of this year is Gumbo by Young Nudie. I'm sorry. That album has zero skips, except maybe Duck Meat. Nah, Terrence, I'm not skipping I it. I am skipping Terrell, I'm not skipping none of these songs. I'm sorry. Go listen to Young Nudie Gumbo, and you will become a fan of Brussels Sprout, I'm skipping. You're not skipping Brussels Sprout. That's the first joint. What's you're the not. Is that the what you're doing? That yes, you're, doing? you're not <laughs> okay, skipping okay, okay, it. Okay, I'm not skipping that. I think I might skip Pot Roast. Because Key Glock? That, that accordion that they use. Uh, uh, and I just can't lose. Key Glock put out a, the terrible verse. Not to his level. To go from MRE to the end of the album is nuts. Anyway. Except fish and chips, I'm skipping. You're not. You're not. Tess, I'm skipping that. What's after that? Hot grease, fire. I'm going right to passion fruit. That's you. <laughs> but it's crazy. I know that album won't get any love in, in come Grammy season. That album probably won't get any love. But that, that, believe it or not, y'all, is my most replayed album of the year. It's crazy. It's the songs, it's songs on there that I just listened to. Shrimp? Nah, that album is actually a lot of fun. That but album, that album is, awesome. is That album ain't better than that Gunner, though. We need to put that... We, we might be putting that, that Young Nudie on uh, YouTube. And just drop it out. You just put it out there for the sturts. For the sturts. I listen to Back to the Moon. I listen to Back at It and then Back to the Moon. And then I listen to uh, Born Rich and Go Crazy. I said he might still have the album of the he year. He definitely has one of the better albums of he the year, He might sure. still have the rap album of the year. He sure. For sure, Tra- for sure. You, you said it yourself in the review that the best parts of Travis' album was the production. 100%. I don't, I don't know about rap album of the year, but when you look at uh, uh, the whole piece, Utopia is the one that you can just tell. I mean, you, you got to respect the effort from Travis Scott. You got to respect, just like the same way you got to respect all of the shit that Beyonce does for her album. Mm-hmm. It's so much that these artists go and put into it and for it to come out and be great. And it's, the, and it's a big album. 
It just speaks to you want to see the award go to those albums. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're going to do 400 k this year. That's going to be the biggest number of the year. Except there's another guy that's dropping. That's another guy that's getting ready to drop. Maybe today. And I'm praying Shit. that it's not today. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, hey, look, well, what do you have to say about the people saying that Travis Scott just put out his best Kanye album? Because it was apparently like six, seven, most of the good joints on there that people love came from Kanye or were Kanye inspired in some way. Not yet, and I'm getting ready to, uh, I've been telling, like, when I listen to Thank God, you know what I'm saying? Well, he'd be like, uh, the beginning of Thank God, where it's like that, that build. I said, damn, you know what? This does sound like Kanye, if you listen to it. It does. Check this out right here, y'all. I hope it's not too loud. I got you. Hit play. I didn't love it back then, though, because I was speaking to the future. I'm 10 years ahead mentally, and I'm trapped in today's time. And every now and then, I crack you a smile for 2013, but I'm cracking you a frown for 2023, and I'm focused on what it's going to be. Just mark my words. As I'm Kanye West, you've seen my execution. Did I not become the biggest rock star on the planet? Did I not influence all musicians? Did I not go and get the exact girl that I wanted? Did I not start my... I already played this part. I'm going to stop it. The part I really wanted y'all to hear, y'all need to go back and look at that uh, Breakfast Club interview, Kanye West, 2013, after he dropped Yeezus. That's the joint where Charlamagne was like, I thought it was trash. I thought, I thought it was garbage. And he was like, that's dope. That's dope. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. That video is even more legendary with Utopia dropping. Because the part I wanted y'all to hear is when he says, I got a smile for 2013, but I'm cracking a frown for 2023. Because he's so far ahead. When you look at where Kanye is right now in 2023, and you look at where he was in 2013, you with your wife, you on top of the world, you got your wife in your music video, you creating this new sound. You know that, or you're a part of this coming to the game, this new sound, and you know that it's not going to be accepted right now. Kanye West did the same thing with when he was a producer, and he knew that these niggas rapping about street shit, but I'm going to be the back ca- backpack kid, and they're going to call me weird and corny, but it's going to be me. This nigga has done it for so long that he spoke to it here for Utopia. Look at everybody now. Kanye is frowning while everybody else is smiling, loving Utopia. Because most of you, when it was 2013, you might have just been getting into hip-hop. You might have been a part of that wave that said, man, this is trash. Some of y'all same people. I was. I was a part of the wave that didn't fuck with Yeezus until later. Mm-hmm. It's a video of me telling Toretta Yeezus was one of the most impa- impactful and, and influential albums that Kanye West made. And he's like, how, how, how? Look at your man. Look at what y'all love now that y'all think is innovative. But it came from this dude. When he did his breakfast, not his breakfast club, when he did his Drink Champs interview and he said, yo, I don't need you to give me credit. Just know what it is. Like, I don't need you to say, yo, I got it from him. Just understand that you got that shit from me. And he's so far outside of this shit. When y'all think about it, this nigga Loki did Utopia or something on that level. Ten years ago. Nah, yeah. He's so far. That's why he's one of the only artists that. You got to watch what he does and be like, I'm going to just wait because it actually, he could have a point. Yeah. It made me think, it made me think too about how much music was about to be on Donda 
or had something to do with Donda that we ended up spreading out. Dirk has a track on his last album that was supposed to be on Donda. And mm -hmm. last year, Future last album, he had a track with the track with Kanye uh -huh. that was going to be on Donda. It's called something burn, burn the fire, burn. Uh, uh, feel it burning or something like uh, that. Something. Burn. It's not that great. It's look, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it burning. burning. He had shit. Um, push your T last album. It's almost dry. You had a little shit on that was supposed to be for Donda, and now Utopia has all of this. It's so many albums that have come out that's like, oh yeah, this was actually going to be on Donda, but they just decided I'm gonna just let him have it. You know what it I'm saying? It is crazy. It's so much shit that was getting ready to be on that album. It is. The man's confused. I mean, he, I may not agree with everything he says, you know. He definitely went down a, a weird road. And it's crazy that he said, like, I'm, I'm frowning for 2023. And now you look at what he is doing now. Yeah. But you see a lot of people backtrack. Travis Scott, we do have to give credit before. Travis Scott has been involved since 2013 and even before with, that, oh, with the tapes that came out before that. And that, we not... Knocking Travis Scott in any way. What we really knocking when we say this is the fans. Travis Scott having Yeezus influence on his album, the man worked on Yeezus. So we're not looking at Travis like he's biting. We're not looking at Travis like you trying to take something from Kanye. It really just goes to show that... It really just goes to show that Kanye saw that music was going to start adding different elements and he just tried to get out there and do some different shit first. Yep. So... 100%. Nowadays, doing different shit on your album makes you look more of a different artist. Look at how y'all receive Yachty. Oh, he doesn't have to stick to rap. He can do different st shit. Look at how y'all receive Uzi. You mm -hmm. know? It depends on who you are, though. Yeah. I'm going to go turn La the air up. Go ahead. Okay. Last year, when Drake did uh, Honestly Nevermind, we were so... Drake is, is at a point that, you know, if he does some bad shit or something whack... Since he's so up all the time and since he's so loved by everybody, if he makes a misstep or something, everybody's going to enjoy that. It's almost like the cool kid tripping and falling in the hallway. Yeah. Everybody is going to laugh because you always up. We always see you, your W's. So it's good to see you take a loss. And people want you to be normal as much as they can. They want to snatch you back to reality as much as they can. Or at least they reality. So when Honestly Nevermind came out, and even us, it was like, oh, shit, this joint, yeah, all dance tracks. But then you fast forward, or if you, uh, if you go back further, somebody said if, um, if More Life came out today, it would be the best album of the year. It would win album of the year. And I honestly feel like that's the truth. If Passion Fruit came out today, if Ice Melts came out today, no bullshit. It would be looked at as like the greatest, most, he's got all of these elements. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it does go to show that people just, sometimes people just don't be wanting to, even me. That video of me hating was bad. Nah, yeah. I mean, it just shows the show that music comes a long way. And you think that what you want now is what it's always going to be, and it ain't. And you're going to get older. A lot of y'all who are young, you're going to get older. And you're going to start saying, what the fuck is this? Think about yourself now. You think about how these, oh, these old heads just want this. Understand that we all sat in that same seat. You like putting on new skates. You know what I'm saying? We've rode on those wheels for years. And our feet got too big for them. Like now it's y'all turn. And y'all are starting to say and see the same things that we was, which is older niggas have appreciation for the older music. So will you.
Mm. Destroy Lonely, Cardi and them, they're going to get old. There's going to be some young nigga out here like, oh, we listening to him. Fuck Cardi. And you're going to be like, nigga, watch your mouth. Right. It's going to be a nigga that was born in 2015. Or, yeah, no, yeah. 2015. Born in 2014. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, what year was you born? They're going to start saying stuff like, man, it was funny as shit when we were doing TikTok when I was in elementary school. Yeah. You're going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> remember we was doing TikTok. Remember when we used to have a... It was like, damn, you see that dude that was like, man, we was in Vine in college. And the girl was like, Vine in college? How old are you? And they was like, he's 27. 27 <laughs> years old. How the fuck old How are you? Old? And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm 19. Okay, yeah, get your young 2001 born ass the fuck off the conversation. Focus on your, uh, damn, you know what, bro? Do you know it's a whole bunch of people that don't know what, like, they never had a VCR? I'm not trying to be the old dude. Nah, but yeah. like, damn, y'all ain't never had a VCR? <laughs> nah, no bullshit. But um, one is in a heartfelt RIP to Angus Cloud, famously known as Fez from Euphoria, one of the best characters on the show, one of the most relatable characters on the show. He came into his own season mm-hmm. two. Season one, he sat in the in a, in a shadows. Just He was the great character that you just hope you got to see this, that one time in the episode. And, and that was season one. And season two... I felt like he really became everybody's fan favorite because they opened him up more. You know what I'm saying? And they showed his heart more in that. So that was a big loss because to me, I I watched Euphoria since the beginning and it felt like watching somebody that you know but you don't know pass away. It was very hard to see a a suicidal type of situation where Mm -hmm. it could be that. Man, they say he just lost his pop. That's a big loss. I'm sure for HBO, A24, the Euphoria cast, they kids, but yeah. not kids. They young. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They supposed to grow old. Oh, I remember when we did Euphoria in 2017 or yeah. when we started it, 2018. You, they should be able to say that. Yep. You want to see people like 25, 25? Yeah. I had so much more to learn when I was 25. Yeah. Such a whack, lame ass nigga too when I was 25. It just goes to show that that's another life that's cut short. I was listening to that song, Forever Young. And uh-huh. I started realizing exactly what that means. Y'all probably don't, y'all probably not like me, but I don't know why I thought Forever Young, I want to be Forever Young. I thought that just meant I want to be a kid forever. Uh-huh. But I started, re- when people say you Forever Young, it's when you die young. And I think, oh, he, he didn't get to live an old age, so he's Forever Young. And I'm like, damn, so that makes that song even more of a... What does he say after that? Don't he say, like, do you really want to live forever or something like that? What does yeah, he say? Yeah, something like that. That's an introspective ass song. First of all, I only listen, I've only ever listened to the Beyonce and Jay-Z. The song, that song will have you balling. That song will have you balling. Forever young. I want to be forever. I know I fucked that up. <laughs> you really want to live forever. Yo. Yeah, do you, ever, do you really want to live forever? That's actually a great ass question, man. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd be, I'd be thinking about that. I definitely think about that. It's like, kind of like a if you live forever, y'all. You know how I always say I want to be a hundred years old. I want to see two nines, right? Damn, do I? Yeah, I do. But because I ain't gonna start challenging myself. Yes, I do. I just know that it's it's scary to think about. Yeah, because you know that everybody not gonna be there when you're ninety nine. That's true. That's the scary thing. That's why people say I wish if I could be a, like immortals are miserable. All of their friends and family pass away. Mm-hmm. You know what? Well, Omni-Man shit. On some real shit. But um, 
It was it was definitely sad because he was kind of branching off to uh, do different shit too. He, he, he said had he was a, gonna do a Mac Miller biopic. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Yeah, he could have mastered the voice. He bro, he would have killed been it. Perfect. It would have been perfect. Um, and it's and it's and it's kind of selfish in a sense to start talking about all of the different things we would have got to see him in, mm. but we would have also been able to witness his rise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe see him on that stage getting that gold one day. You never know. That's why in my, when I watch it, I love when you find out about somebody from a show. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't a singer and then became a actor and we just fucked with his music because so now he's trying to act. Like, he had to come into his own by being good on the show. He, he built his yeah. career from being picked and featured on the show. I love to see new people. Did yeah. you see the girl? Well, you know, we ain't going to get into that because that'll, that'll start a whole nother joint. Nah, yeah. Um, but yeah, also wanted to just kind of throw that mental health, you know, check on your loved ones, have the conversation, do what you got to do type, you know, angle in there just because Yeah. anytime something like this happened, I'm reminded that, you know, men have the rise, the, you know, we have the highest level of, you know, and we also are the most reluctant to deal with therapy a lot of the times because of us. Yeah. I would say check on your loved ones, but also the people that's going through it. When they check on you, open your mouth. That's all I'm gonna say. You, because most people ain't gonna, they're not gonna check on you. You can tell people check on your loved ones, and the and the ones who are responsible, that got the time, they'll do it. But like I talked to my sister, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you good? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And then as we talking, I'm like. Just talking about whatever, and I'm like, yo, at this point, yo, did you get a little emotional right here? And she's like, you know what? I'm not even gonna lie, I got a little emotional. And I'm like, but when I asked you earlier if you was good, you just said I was good. But the more we talking, mm-hmm. cause that's my sis, that's my fam. I'm a, I'm gonna ask a question like, did you did you cry? Did it make you wanna cry? Yeah. I'm gonna ask you some shit like that because you would be surprised what you would find out. Yeah. Checking on your strong friends ain't just a, hey, you good, bro? It ain't that. You didn't check on shit. You just spoke to your yeah. strong friend or your, or your whatever friend. That's true. My boy Jay, when I hit him, you know what time it is. Hey, you good, though? You yeah. straight? And you know how we all do. We be like, look, I'm good, bro. bro I'm straight, bro. I'm yeah, like, bro. Yeah, I'm good. I'm straight. You know what that is, though? That's deep-rooted... Like what we've told ourselves is men shit because believe it or not, and sometimes the ladies talk about this on the uh, TL, and they be right. A lot of the shit that we put on ourselves as men, we put on ourselves as men, mm-hmm. and the women just now have just like taken it to another level sometimes. But a lot of the shit, it be us that have made it so that we we made it not cool to like talk about your feelings. I watch, bro. I'm raising a, a boy. So I watch it happening every day with kids. Yeah. Lady's son falls and uh, he cries. Everybody in the comments is like, oh, she's going to raise a little bitch. Or he's going to be he's going to be this. He's going to be that. And I'm like, yo, he's three and fell and cried. And sissy, I guess what? He cried too much. You think he's going to be a bitch. Your son that you just telling to wipe it off and don't let him feel it. He's going to be the bitch. He's the one that's going to get his heart broken and not know how to deal with the emotion. Because you never let him think. You made him wipe it off. You strong. You good. That shit is terrible for us, bro. Anyway, soapbox. Nah, it's definitely deep rooted. Nah, you're right. I don't, I, Terrell says, has told me this so many times. 
Nah, yeah. We differ on certain shit when it comes to parenting, but like, you're right about that. I'm definitely picking up some shit from you when it comes to that. Hell yeah. But it's definitely dark. So, let's go Lizzo. Okay, so, typical news. We're not going to get on a soapbox on this one because I really do not want to, whatever. But Lizzo had came up in the news about allegations about... Uh, I'm sorry. Lizzo came up in the news. There's three of her backup dancers that used to dance for her that said that she had a toxic work environment. She had sexual abuse allegations within that environment and that, you know, she was kind of body shaming them. And for that to be coming from somebody like Lizzo, who is literally the patriot and poster girl for body positivity, especially the big girl. She Mm -hmm. took the whole Monique movement, flipped it on his head. It was a very telling even report to come out. It'd be like somebody coming out and saying that, I don't know. It's just like, it was very, it's very, it's like the pot calling the kettle black situation. It is, yeah. You know? It's the craziest level of uh, hypocrisy. We just watched you accept an award. It said, I always want to see somebody fat like me, big like me, black, black like me. me. You, you just did all of that, right? You have legit been that person that this is what you get caught up for? I could see you getting caught up for anything else. And that's why a lot of people were like, yo, it's hard to believe that it was Lizzo. But I could see you getting caught up for anything else, like drunk driving. You was, Lizzo gets caught up in a dispute with, you know, she argued with some shit. I don't know. Not that. And you know what? The biggest thing of it, like the, the, the fat shaming part of it is the one that's getting the most steam. And a lot of people aren't paying attention, I guess. I don't know. Um, but a lot of people aren't paying attention to the sexual assault side of it, which is a lot more serious in terms of like, she's got a sexual assault coercion case being built. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. she made some girl eat that banana from some chicks. You know, you seen that? Yeah. And then uh, she was trying to force Christianity. Let me tell you something. Like the, the religious thing. That's something that a lot of us have experienced that from yeah, bro. I certain to, Christians. Not all. I used to work. I worked in a store before where in the morning during uh, Chalk Talk, they would do a prayer. And I'm looking around. I'll never forget. I did a stint out. I ain't going to say where it is. It doesn't matter anymore. I was out VA. I'm about to say, fuck them. <laughs> uh, I was out VA. Not fuck y'all, but you know. I was at, uh, I, was at I think, Williamsburg. At the Williamsburg store. This was early. But um, in the morning, everybody do like a little meeting to say whatever going for the day. And they was praying. But I looked around. I'm like. How do they even know everybody is of the same thing? It's almost like when you go to court, you have to put your hand on the Bible and swear that you're going to tell the truth, the whole truth. It don't matter who you are. If you're in the U.S., you have to do it. Nah, yeah. I swear on the Bible. I watch the dudes here. Swear on the Bible. You cannot even give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have never read it. <laughs> I'll tell it. Nah, yeah. Then you get up there. You did it. Yeah. And he did it. And you lying. <laughs> and he lied. Because you don't give a damn yeah. about it. But yeah, there's a bunch of shit that's cake that's baked into that. It's honestly just, I can't believe that that's that's happening. But hey, y'all know me, I take all of the allegations with a grain of salt, just because Lizzo is now at a point where she has a lot to lose. She is the head of a movement. So, what's the easiest way to take down the girl who is a vegan, right? You show her. Or you say, you know what? She made us eat burgers. She made us eat meat. She really be eating meat. And uh, everything that she stands for, 
guess what? She don't even stand by that shit. Like, I looked at the... And this is not me absolving Lizzo for anything. I'm just looking... This is how I look at it. The, the three girls that came out against Lizzo, the one girl said... She didn't say it, but I just felt like they were not liking how much weight I was gaining. Well, did somebody disrespect you or did you just feel like you got a weird vibe? Because a weird vibe doesn't mean, doesn't, isn't conclusive enough, you know? Because they saying that Lizzo fat shamed the girl. And I was waiting to hear what exactly she said unless there's more information that came out because I only watched the one interview with the three girls. And the girl said, I just felt like they didn't like how much. You could feel that they weren't liking how big I was getting. And it's like, or how fast I was putting on weight. And it's like, yo, Lizzo is an advocate for big girls, but she also is a performer and, a, and you are a dancer. So I feel like, how can you ever tell a woman that, uh-huh. you know, maybe you need to slow down on your weight gain or whatever without it coming off as, wow, you don't really support being big. Because, because look how big you are. That's like, I could see if she was smaller and didn't want her bigger dancers to not be able to keep up. And that's what I was saying. I don't know what it was. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, wow, she body shamed you. Because do we even really know? And you're saying, oh, she never really said, but I just got a feeling. That's why I say with a grain of salt, y'all, because just like a lot of other artists, we've seen people come out and say that the artist made a toxic work environment. She wasn't nice to us. She was actually rude. We've seen this happen a lot with different artists, especially from backup dancers and people that worked on the set and stuff like that. That's no shade or no offense to none of them. It's just I take stuff like this, just like the Jonathan Majors allegations. We're going to read it for what it is. Lizzo, if you want that bullshit, it's bullshit. But also, I can see Lizzo being the very easy target of a, yo, we, yo, we not fucking with it, but we'll bet. Fuck her. Not yet. I honestly think that the world needs to extend that same, we need to wait, I don't know, this sounds like a cash grab. I've seen it all. And I tweeted about it the other day. It's just real, it's real convenient how, you know, it's real, everything, everything is a joke with this Lizzo thing. Like, everybody's talking about, like, oh, this was a, like, there's memes and videos saying, oh, if not Lizzo fat shaming when she looks like and. It's like jokes. Yeah. She got a sexual assault, coercion, sexual coercion. She has a religious coercion. That's some serious shit. And we've seen a bunch of men that have been accused of some of the same shit, and it's a lot more serious is all I'm going to say. That's all. So I think we should extend the same, the same way you extended the grace to everybody, and you now extending the same grace. That need to also be the case for the victims of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Honestly, I guess we just got to... That, that was the wildest, randomest... Oh, all right. Thing from the weekend. It just... When, you, when you're a face of a movement like that, when, you, when you're the face of, like, not giving a fuck what the world thinks and we're going to all run on this, that... This is a... I feel like this is a part... This isn't a part of the game, but you run the risk of that movement working against you. You know? Mm-hmm. You like say you an advocate for so, smoking cigarettes and you just don't care. Fuck, fuck everybody. We smoking cigs, right? If you coming around and you abusing it, and we say, hey yo, we cool with the cigarette smoking, but you smoking three packs a day. You need to chill. Oh my god, everything that you ever told me about cigarettes smoking is bullshit. It was, my thing is, we not saying that it's. I don't think Lizzo is saying 
fuck it, eat whatever you want and just be unhealthy. She's just saying that if you big, then you have value too. But I don't think she's all about you being reckless. And that's why I said it's a slippery slope. You want to be behind a movement, but it can start working against you if somebody abuses it. Because you're working and you're behind, you're, you started a movement behind something that isn't necessarily the best. But just like in the example you gave, if somebody is an advocate for smoking cigarettes and then they want to tell me about smoking three packs, you can't really tell me that. Yes, they can. You can be an advocate. Because then that's you admitting that it's something wrong with me doing it. But it is something wrong with you abusing it. It's nothing wrong with you. You can say that you don't think it's something wrong with somebody eating pork. I think people can eat pork. Fuck it. I mean, I eat pork. But if you eat a pork chop every single day and somebody says, yo, you eating too much pork, you can't say, oh, the pork man telling me what to eat. Okay. But Terrence, so if you was a big, if you big, Lizzo's big. Terrell, I get it, bro. She's made music. It. You can't be the you getting too big person. You making it, you, you're talking about fat phobia. I don't think telling somebody they're getting too big is fat phobia. If you the person that says that that's fat phobic, and we then can you agree say to disagree. It? We can agree to disagree. Because I don't want to argue with you. I'm sick of Loki talking about the Lizzo thing. But I don't think if somebody says, yo, you might be doing a little much. They're being fat phobic. Because, but Terrence, I'm not saying that. Lizzo said that. Lizzo, when the girl came out and said that Lizzo was too big, you know the girl that used to be on big, Biggest Loser. She came out and said, Lizzo's not overweight. She's obese. She needs to lose weight. This, whatever. Her, yeah. Lizzo and her camp came out. And was like, we're not listening to that negativity. That's being, they called her fat phobic. So that's why it's like for you to be the same person. I don't think person, that, that was fat phobia. But for Lizzo to be the same person that thought that was fat phobic to now be doing things that some people would call fat phobic. It is a little like, and that's why I said, when you start a movement on some shit, it's going to work against you. That's literally my point. Because you're right. So you you're think now people are saying, lying to, about her saying that? No, I'm just saying now... You're going to come off as fat phobic because you started your whole movement on, oh, don't tell me what I am. You're fat phobic. But now you are a fat girl. So you feel like you can be honest with other big girls, probably. Well, I don't know, y'all. Look, that's, that's why I said I don't want to talk too much because then we start talking like we know. I'm just saying if she yeah. is telling somebody yeah. they need to slow down, there's two sides of every story. It's easy to say Beyonce is an asshole. I mean, look at... Look at... uh. When she was looking at her, remember when Beyonce was looking at her uh, performance and she was like pausing and looking around? Yeah. You could easily she call her an asshole. You know, you could easily call Beyonce, look at, look at Homecoming. She's an asshole to her people. Nah, you know, it's easy to say that about an artist. That's why I say I take it with a grain of salt. It's one, yeah. The fat phobia. She got some serious the, shit though. The sexuality, shit, the stripper club shit, the religious shit, there's no capping for that. That's just that's just ridiculous. If if true, yeah, that, yeah, that, and that's the thing. The whole thing is kind of like a. If this is a case that they building, we don't know. No, we don't. But um, the one thing that I do want to come on here and talk about, and I felt like we had this is relatively like a, I don't know, like a sadder. No, we ain't gonna talk about that next. Let's go. We'll, let's talk about uh, your girl from the timeline. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. I forgot all about that. Bet. Because I didn't, I, you know, I haven't seen it. Bet. I'm glad you about to watch this. Let's get it. She's kind of loud, too, so. All right. I like to let the sex come first. Before we think of things to say, before we dive into our most inner thoughts, let's get the fucking out the way. 
See, for me, bad dick is a deal breaker. No matter if you're smart or you're fine, so before I invest my energy into you, I need to know if it's worth my time. So we might fuck soon as we meet. Once, twice, maybe three in a row. Then if that chemistry is there, we can begin to get to know. Because the pressure of leading up to the physical is something that I can't take. And the pastor that made the mistake of investing in men that can't make me shake. So I need to know if my body can fuck with you. Before okay. you introduce to my spirit, because if you want to talk after you fail to make me come, I ain't even trying to hear it. See, with most women, they pussy is they only possession. They make men work before they lay, be selective of who they let touch their bodies, but then give their hearts away. My prize possession is my energy, too. This vibe is rare to find, so you can penetrate my body before you get into this mind. And the best things about me have nothing to do with the things that I can do with the bed. I might let you get into my drawers, but never let you get into this head, plus. She could rhyme. She can, you can flow it how you want. I disagree with what she's saying, 10 times over. She said, okay, yeah, she basically saying, well, let's just get it in on the first night type shit. She said, you could do it, we might fuck before we get to know each other. Three times? She said, we might fuck three times before we actually get to know. Really? And somebody told me we shouldn't talk about this on the podcast, but I don't give a fuck. This is nuts. <laughs> this is insane. For my people, I get it. You want to know what you're getting into. Troy, we know somebody that was like this. It's like, you want to know, you want to take it on a uh. test drive. I ain't going to put it off the lot if I can't test drive it. That is the most idiotic, immature, don't you hurt way to go about some shit. Go. You don't think there's a lot of, I think that's a philosophy that's common, wouldn't you say? Amongst both genders. I think it's common, Most but y'all don't know what y'all are setting yourself up for. You're going to basically start a relation, a sexual relationship with somebody, right? Uh-huh. You're starting a sexual relationship with somebody you don't even really, you said you didn't even, don't even need to get to know. You need to see what the dick is like first. That's crazy, ladies. That's nuts. Simply because it's easy How do you even... All right, let me ask you a question. As a man, do you believe in having sex on the first night? No. Shawty, if you let me smash first night... I mean, look, I'll do it. I've done it. You let me smash first day, we're not going to be together. What I need to... What, 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 what for? The niggas who say they smashed their girl on the, on the first up. day, either she got to be that one, but I would never give advice to that because... It's so rare that that's going to work out great. But that happens for people. There's a lot of couples out there mm -hmm. that will say, me and mine, we, you know. Yep, and it's 10 times more people out there that just fucked somebody and then it went nowhere. But he fucked. Or you fucked. And y'all had a great sexual relationship. You know how many people are in those same marriages you're talking about? Those same relationships that you're talking about? And y'all really only have a sexual relationship. Let's say somebody that she fucks, right? Like she said, three times. I need, to make, need to make, I need to know if you can make me come. Let's say she fuck, bruh, and he can. Let's say you fuck, bruh, and he can definitely do, he can go crazy, he can go rounds. He the perfect sexual person. All right, now that I know that that's good, let me get to know him. You find out that the nigga's abusive, the nigga don't like his mom, the nigga's abusive to his family, the nigga is fucking an asshole to all of his friends, this nigga's all of this. But the sexual part is good, and that's what you started your relationship on. That's how y'all started. I think so it, when shit hits the fan, mm -hmm. what do we go back to? If me and my girl get into an argument, right? Do you know what my mind goes back to? It goes back to the start of it. 
You know, the way everything played up. It wasn't just something like, I'm just some chick that I just met and just fucked, and then now I'm trying to get to know her. You know? So when couples who start on that terms, when they shit hit the fan, they seem to always be able to fuck still. You know how many people you know that's like, oh, yeah, we be going through it, but you know, whatever, we can still fuck. We can still. It's the most toxic relationship to be in, and this is exactly the mindset that you have when you get in situations like that. My question to you would be, well, first, I agree with everything you're saying about the way you're looking at sex on the first night. Yeah. What I will challenge you and say is this is a mindset that this girl is displaying that I feel like there's a lot of men that have this exact same thing but yeah. don't look at it the exact same way. Okay. Like, you look at a lot of us. Well, you know, we kind of wired a little bit different, you know, but... A lot of us are sexual first. You'll meet a chick. We might, you know, things gonna happen the first night. And then you start getting to know her. And you might find out she's fucked up, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for us, sometimes, like the whole make him wait thing is based on this mindset, which is people want to get in your drawers first before they even know who you are or before you even know who they are. Mm -hmm. Because as men... A lot of niggas won't wait. If they have to wait too long, they won't wait. Which for some people is a red flag, so they glad they missed that. I so think, it's kind of like what you're saying about her. Yeah. Would you apply that same thing to the men out there? Yeah. That wanna. I'm not giving one side of info. I'm telling, it, fellas, if you slam a joint on the first night, that's not the joint that you want. Hold up. But see, that's not what I'm saying. Because what, now what you're saying is if she lets you, you still put it back on her. I'm saying men who have sex on a first night with a girl, you're... No, you just, you said, if you have sex with her on the first night, that's not the one you want. As opposed to saying, you shouldn't be trying to fuck this girl on the first night because you don't know. That's what I'm saying. You see how it's different? Well, I'm speaking from a man's perspective. So I guess you're right. You shouldn't do it because you don't know her, but that's literally what I'm saying. Fellas, if a girl lets you smash... If, that's why I said if a girl... Think about it. We're not going to choose to have sex on the first night as men we don't say let's have sex night one a woman has to let you have sex with her this is that's one that's man a true. woman has to let you do it she has to give you consent to do it and that's why i say if those doors open this early don't you think oh, go ahead you got i don't even know what the you know I think, I think nope. when you when you have sexual discipline, you don't gotta worry about you're not going on dates to find somebody to have sex with. When you're living like this and you're like, I need to know if that I need to know if the sex is good first. That says a lot about what you're looking for. Cause is that what you're looking for? Because Loki, if you're looking for good sex, you could get it. Is that is that me? I'll be thinking very sending Joey, you got package. I have to go and get that package. Okay. Okay, <laughs> we can get it. I have to get that package. When you ain't know you was about to get a package, that's the best feeling. That ain't? fucked my whole shit up. That fucks my whole shit up. Yep. But, Ooh. but, what I will say, because I just got here. Yes, the timing is stupid. But not that bad. But, yep. um, what I will say is, I don't think anybody should be having sex or aiming to have sex the first night. If it happens, 
organically, then I. Right. But there's people. I'm not mad at it just happening. Both of y'all, we out so-and-so. We just met. It happened. Yeah. I'm saying when you're doing this, when you are like, I got to I gotta test drive it for it, come off the lot. You're setting yourself up because you're not really looking for somebody. That, did you hear what she said? Pay attention to the words she said, Terrell. She said, I know that this ain't the most impactful thing that I got. So before I let you penetrate my mind, you can penetrate my body type shit. Summarize what she said, basically. You mean to tell me before a nigga gets to know exactly who you are, he has to penetrate your body first? Think about what you're saying. Think about your daughter saying that. Imagine this is your daughter standing on stage saying, I, I need to, we need to fuck first. I, de I definitely don't agree with it, Terrence. But That's nuts. I also would wonder what you would think if a man was to say, before I try and do all of this shit, I need to know if the pussy is good first. You're going to you find a smut. But what would you say to that? You're going to find a smut. What does that mean? That means you're going to find somebody that's willing to fuck you first night without knowing you. And that is really not an intelligent woman. But you know what, T? I'm not talking about just one night. I'm talking about that mindset. I'm talking about first night, Terrell. We're talking about first night, but I'm talking about the... The nigga I that's need looking to... for a girl to just fuck first before you get to know her. Do you know the type of woman you meet that is like that? Think about women like this. What about the type of guy he is? That's, that's why I'm point. saying he's going to find a, a smut. But isn't he a smut? Yes. If you are that type of nigga... Okay, so you want me to like... I'm trying to talk from a woman's perspective. No, I'm saying we got to keep it under on both sides. You because with the women, we saying she's, you're setting yourself up. You're going to be this. At what point did you hear what I said about like, we can't just choose to have sex with a woman. Terrence, At I'm not some talking point, about that. It does make, you are a certain type of nigga that does that. But like, I'm talking about the mindset of, I'm just trying to fuck for real. And then maybe if she's a good girl, you know, because there's a lot of niggas that pussy is the most important thing first. Trust me. I, that's why I said I'm not giving one-sided uh, advice. I guess you don't like that I'm saying that the girl is this and, and, and I'm not saying the guy is the same. The, the human being that is looking to have sex first night before they know anything, both of y'all are setting yourselves up, man and woman. You're setting yourself up for failure. I don't care what nobody say. Sex is not that important in a relationship. It is, but it's not so important that you got to figure that part out first. That's like saying, you know what? I got to figure out if this motherfucker give good massages first. Yeah. Because that's my most important quality. So you, you're not even trying to get him to know you. You're saying, I'm tense. And you're trying to see if this nigga give you a good massage before he can know you. Do you know that people can learn? Like, I get a woman saying that she might want to know what the size is or what, if he's a certain height, he got to be a certain build. I need a strong man. I get that. But needing to find out something that is super intimate that soon before he even knows who your family and shit is, you're going to be a, a person that has a million bodies because you're going to get past the sex every time, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. And you either going to chuck him off because the sex was bad and then now this dude, the sex was good, but he was an asshole, so I chucked him off. What about the, but you see, you see. And when the you, girl, same with the dude. The girl that you let, that you smashed first, bruh, she's not wifey material. So, Terrence, I don't think you get what you're doing. <laughs> I don't think you get what you're doing. You just said all of that stuff. And let hear me out. You just said all that stuff about the girl. I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing about the guy, but like, you want, what do I say about the guy? Like, the you girl that lets you smash first isn't going to be wifey material, so you're, you're making a mistake Terrence, as the man. Right, well, let me say. You said all of that stuff about the girl. 
and how the girl is this, and you're going to rack up a bunch of bodies, and you're going to be this, you're going to be that. That's then the girl's perspective. Right. But when you start talking about the guy who has that same mindset, he's making the same mistake on the you opposite said, board. You said you're only going to find a smut. You're not focusing on the fact that you're going to be a nigga out here that fucks these girls, that's a trash nigga, that doesn't make real connections. You're probably you're going to. I'm not even able to get there because you don't want. Because I'm not even able to get there. I was just saying. The girl that you're able to smash, the, the girl that you wanna that's gonna let you smash is gonna be a smut. And you're gonna go through a whole bunch of bullshit because instead of I'm giving the same criticism to both. What if but what if no, but what if that guy that thinks like that meets a good girl? Because the first thing you're saying about that guy is he's gonna meet a smut. What if he doesn't meet a smut? What if he meets a good girl? You're not gonna meet a good girl looking for looking for just for somebody to smash. The good girls are gonna be like, fuck out of here, nigga. You're not touching me. You're not smash. That's why I said you're not meeting. Your wife with this type of mindset, unless you on some once in a lifetime shit. I don't think you meeting your wife talking about yo. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta smash first. Yeah, you might, you might marry her, but are you gonna be happy in twenty years? The sex might still be good. That's a lot of people that have met and smashed on the first night. I'm not saying that that's common because it's not. It's definitely not. It's definitely way more common to not. For it could that be not common. It could be common that they that they do. It's just it's not as good relationships as, aren't common. It's not as common as. Right. It's not as common as the latter. But did you smash your girl first night? No. I waited a good couple months mm -hmm. before I got mine. But it says more about me. Before I got mine. <laughs> it says more about me right. as a man. Because even if she was the type of woman... And this is, that would be my advice to the guy that thinks like that. I'm not going to tell that guy, you're just going to meet a bunch of smuts that aren't worth being married. I'm going to tell you, you're going to fuck up a bunch of great girls because you're a trash nigga and all you want to do is fuck. You see how that's different than me focusing on the type of girl you're going to get? Yeah. Only that's reason why I ain't say that is because low-key, I feel like you could be after sex, but like you have to... Sex is an earned thing. And if you get it easy... Then you're just setting yourself up for failure. I'm not shitting on none of the women, but because you you can find women out there that's gonna let you smash night one. But like, what type of relationship are you trying to build, bruh? If you just smash her first, do you even give? Up? She's like, oh, before you can penetrate my mind, you gotta penetrate my body. And that's the thing, niggas don't want that. What if he don't give a fuck about your mind and just wants your body? You making this shit easy? Did you see that was like the girl that was like, I never spend the night. The first time I sleep with a man, I always leave. Remember that? She said, I never spend a night. I always leave because I don't want him to think that he he earn, he has to earn me spending a night. But you let him fuck. <laughs> and you left? Do you know that that new 2K24 just came just came out? I don't pen I didn't penetrate your mind. Don't really know you. I I fucked. And you're willingly gonna leave? Nah, yeah. I've had situations. You think niggas mad cause you ain't stay for the cuddle? I've had situations. Did I penetrate your mind yet? Bro, I had a situation just like that. I'm not going to say what year it is because y'all already to... know. It was in my run. Terrell in 2015 <laughs> and 17, I wish I could take y'all on a safari and we could just pull up outside of Mike's. That's his car right there, y'all. First of all, it was not Mike's in 2015, 2017. Don't even do that. Mike's didn't become my favorite restaurant until years later. Well, you know what I mean. Because look, me and my girl go to Mike's. That's our spot. You yeah. about to make her think I've been taking I'm bitches the up there for I'm years. Look, I'm at the safari, but I took y'all the wrong way. I swear he's getting ready to come out. <laughs> there he is. Oh, no, that's not him. <laughs> but bro, I had a situation like that where 
The girl would come over. Bro, I swear it was the craziest shit ever. This is a chick that I met off the DM type shit. I shot my shot. And she was like, what are you doing today type shit? Get to the part where you... Terrence, this is the podcast. They haven't heard this before. Fuck you. They have heard this story before. I'm sorry. Fuck you. They have. Terrence, they haven't heard so this they've story they've heard before. the story about the girl that you hit the first night. And the, and the girl that you it. had a sexual relationship I wasn't with. But you know what? Talk I'm, about not gonna, I'm not going to I wasn't off. even going to do that. Sorry, y'all. I apologize. You being an asshole. Sorry. Because I know the nigga about for your, years. What about your new listeners that don't know me for years? I'm sorry. I just know anyway, where he's going. He's, like, he's my dad. Go. Anyway. Um... You said you met, I met her. You know, I know. I know. What'd you say? Go ahead and say what you say in your I DMs. This, I met this girl. Terrence, that's not even the case. Y'all see how he's being an asshole? Um, I met this chick. I ended up, so we ended up, that ended up happening. But bro, after that, she got up. I have never seen it before. I'm still laying there. She gets up, goes to the bathroom, comes out the bathroom, puts on her jeans and was like, I got to do X, Y, Z. I forget what she said. And I'm like, all right. And then she dipped. Then she hit me up later in the week, right? Or no, I hit her up off some, you know, I'm a lover boy. So I'm hitting her up the next day, good morning type shit. She didn't say shit. Hit me up like the next day and was like, you home? Came through, it happened again, but then she left again. And so we had built this relationship based on just a physical, we just had a physical connection. And then when Valentine's Day came around and I didn't have any plans or anything, all of a sudden it was like, do you even give a fuck about me? And I'm like... We never established like a real relationship like that. So you I see didn't the think L's that on both sides. Yes. I do see the L's on both sides. Because you're not a trash nigga. That's Terrence, a trash girl. Yeah, but no. But do you see how you took the L by sticking through a relationship that started with sex? Right. But That's I'm not going to say, bruh, you see what she did? She's trash. I'm going to say. So you're trash. You were just trash, too. In that situation, I was cool with just... But you know what? That was a little bit different. No. It's different from what you're saying. You were trash. I guess you could say... Because based off what you're saying, we no can't chance. say... No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the nigga that's aiming to fuck first day, I didn't aim to fuck the girl first day. She fucked me. That's why I was saying if you if a girl lets you, but you said, oh, but what about the niggas that's trying? You're right. We both right. We are both right. Because right. that nigga is, is definitely the trash human being too. And needs to be told you're trash and not, right. oh, you're just going to get a bunch of hoes, bruh. You ain't going to find a good girl. Hold on, wait. How about you're going to fuck over a bunch of good girls, probably? Or you might hurt feelings if because you're you a trash nigga. first night, is she a good girl? You could be fucking a joint first night and she could be with another nigga. Let's keep it a hundo. Fellas. This is just, this is just a fact. Fellas, you do your girl dirty, right? Let's say you're doing your girl dirty or whatever. You and your girl have a have a... Uh, a rough patch. Y'all might not even be talking. What is dirt dirty? Hmm? What's the dirty? Maybe not do her dirty, but like say you and your girl have a disagreement. So far that it goes into a rough patch, but y'all go that way. You would be surprised how many women get flewed out. They fly out. Fuck a random nigga. A random nigga night one. Right? And then that's just it. It's just fun. It's not wrong with what she did because, look, she probably not even thinking about her mind. Y'all in a rough patch. Are you fucking? Huh? Are you fucking somebody? I'm not talking about the man. I'm just saying this is just a a word to the wise. Look, man or woman, I'm only speaking about this because there are niggas who 
are literal trash human, not trash human beings, but they are just out here to have a good time. And your girl might be a great girl, but put her in a right space. He might could talk her right he could, up out of the He could talk her to a one night. He could be her entertainment that ended up being a one night just because of whatever. Bro. What if that's what she wanted? And that's my thing. It's not really no shade on the on the woman. I'm just saying it's situational uh, situations that happen where it could be this one night situation, but it don't make one person trash or the other person trash. Just when you start in a relationship on that basis, that's where you get dangerous. I'm not saying having sex with someone on the first night is bad on either party because you got sexual human beings out there that want to do that. Yeah. Starting saying this, you can penetrate my body before you tr- penetrate my mind. Slippery slope. I wouldn't recommend it. If you live it, hey, look, I wouldn't recommend you not wearing a helmet on your motorcycle. I see niggas do it. You fall, it's on you. <laughs> Terrell, you laughing, but That's guess what? I just want you to keep it 100 on both sides. That's all. That's, that was my biggest point in the whole thing. I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. I just wanted to make sure we keep it 100 on both sides. Because that is not a woman thing. That's actually a very, very common male thing. And you don't see a bunch of, oh, are you serious, bruh? You really just want to... We don't see a bunch of We that. cannot sit here and act like women having sex and men having sex are the exact same. I'm sorry. Especially when you have to be given sex. Otherwise, it's rape. Men can't choose to have sex with anybody that doesn't want to have sex with them without breaking the law. That's true. You cannot say, hey, man, you're going to fuck tonight. Unless shorty with it. Yeah, Terrence, but the point isn't that you can't. The point is, is that the point is that you shouldn't want to on the first night. You're right, you're right. And I'm not absolving any man and saying that they different. I've said from the beginning that it's a, it, to me it's advice on both sides. The reason why I wasn't immediately saying what you were saying is just because of the situational transaction of sex. She up there doing the poem and shit, so I get it. Like, she's the one that's up there doing the fucking poetry. And I can't stand spoken word. This dude hit me and said, yo, bro... Check out my spoken word. I promise you're going to fuck with it, bro. I love you. I fuck with you for supporting me. But Terrence is not a spoken word guy. I don't know why. I can't do the spoken word. You're rapping with no music and rhyming with no rhythm. You're just saying a bunch of words that rhyme. Some spoken word is dope. I saw the one spoken word where that girl was talking about white supremacy. Oh, so you fuck with that. So you fuck with some spoken words. Sometimes your message, if your message crazy, what's the dude, the dude that got up there and was talking about how like, oh, I'm not going to say that because y'all can think whatever. But Let me guess. He was talking about how women are fucked up and they want this and that. If you could say some shit that I relate to, talk about 2K. Talk about something that I relate to. I might get it. But I'm not, I'm not saying spoken word about 2K. I'm just saying I don't like it if I can't really relate because it just sounds like music without being music. I am trying to find my divine line in the summertime. Okay, when did you sit down and write this? <laughs> like, I can't watch Love Jones. Lorenz Tate is the corniest nigga ever that y'all boast up. <laughs> this nigga got a Michael Jackson 5 when he was ABC Bush. He showed his shit with a big-ass leather jacket on and baggy jeans. He would have never bagged Nia Long. You a hater. And Nia Long bagged him. <laughs> you sitting over there, what you drinking? <laughs> Bullshit! <laughs> you sound like a Loki. You don't care. You don't give a fuck about what this mailman looking ass <laughs> nigga is doing on his day. All this nigga come up there, brother, to the night. Terrence, Y'all you can a hater. have it. You a hater? Go watch Love Jones. Terrence is a hater, and Terrence it was back then. You'll say that's corny, but won't say that Minister Society aged terribly. 
That terrible ass movie. Hey, we need to go get some food, nigga. Shut up, nigga. We getting ready to go around the corner. Who wrote this? Who wrote this bullshit? Look, some of y'all could really hate that, and that's on y'all. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, I just can't do the fucking spoken word. Do you have a uh, course of action? I do have some course of action. Now get it. Shout out to everybody that's fucking with course of action, man. Send them through, send them through, send them to the DM. Yep, slow. It, it's relatively a slow week, y'all. So we're hitting up the course of action a little early, but it ain't even really that early, I don't think. First course of action. First off, shout out to everybody that's fucking with the course of action. We locked in each and every week, each and every Friday. But not every Friday. I'm getting ready to say, be very careful. <laughs> you at a basketball game, and when you go to sit down, there's a family behind you. It's you and your girl, right? Mm -hmm. And y'all sit down, and you notice that that family got two people here, and they got two people that's sitting right beside y'all. So you being a nice guy, Terrell's a nice-ass motherfucker, you say, you know what? Mm -hmm. Did y'all want to sit together? Yeah, because we could just sit in y'all seats. Oh, you mean like we had the Wizards game time? Like you had the Wizards game. Let's say oh, okay, you had a basketball yeah. game, right? Mm -hmm. So you switch seats and you let that family sit together. You sit down, right? Uh -huh. Halftime show comes and they say, we got a special surprise for one of these lucky fans in these seats. <laughs> $20,000 for a random pick. They do the raffle, pick the seat, and it's one of the seats that you gave up to the other family. Uh -huh. And they jump up. What's your course of action? Uh, I'm going to let y'all celebrate. <laughs> I have the tickets, though. Fuck out of here. You thought like shit. But you wanted to be a nice guy. I let you sit with your family. I have the tickets, though. Oh, look, go ahead and show them your ticket stuff that you bought. Never play with me about no 20 bands. I got a boy I'm raising. That's college fun. Fuck out of here. I'm going straight to Will Call. I knew it would be I'm a here about one. the money. Go to Will Call. I will be dead ass stand there and celebrate with you. You'll never see me again, and I'll have 20 bands. Sorry. <laughs> I like how you said, I'm going to just go to Will Call. Yeah. I'm not going to say, oh, you know that's mine, right? I don't have to say, do that. The worst thing you can do is, um, um, <laughs> do not lose your shit. Just get on to whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's funny as shit because that could very well happen. Because you're trying to be nice. Are you going to be nice enough to let them just have the, well, you know what? We gave away the seats. I guess they won. Fuck no. If it's a situation where they say, if you're sitting in seat one and three, come on down. I'm going to let y'all have it. And if y'all go down there and They're shoot coming the, over with the check. Y'all shoot the half court shot and, and you win. And I'm not going to be mad about it. Okay, that. yeah. If they shoot the half court shot. I have shot. to stand on my decision to let y'all sit there. And, cut, and that comes with everything that comes with the seat. Unless it's some systemic shit like that. I'm not about to let you get a free 20000 in my seat. And I will wait to see if you would say that, you know what, you should have this. And then I'm going to say, don't worry about it. I'm already know. I already know I'm going to have it. I already know I'm going to get it. Don't even worry. That's my 20 rack. I already know I'm going to have it. You yes, know? he did. Because he shouldn't have switched seats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Course of, this course of action number two I saw on Instagram. I'm going to go ahead and rock this one just because I'm going to let it play. I thought this was a good one for the course of action. Let's get it. I have a question. My girlfriend makes $70,000 at her current job. She went to a job interview today. She calls me and tells me she got the job and she's going to be making $100,000 a year. The only problem is her ex from five years ago is the boss of the company. I tell her it's going to make me uncomfortable knowing that she's going to be around him all day, every day. I tell her if she takes the job, I'm leaving because I know I'm not going to be able to handle it. 
If she loves me and wants to stay with me, she's not gonna take the job and she's gonna go somewhere else. My question is, am I doing too much? Does that make me insecure? If you were her, what would you do? Okay. You're doing too much that you don't have to do. I'm not going to say you doing too much. I'm not going to say Ooh. him. Okay. I'm not going to say you're doing too much because that's something that you don't want to tolerate in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say you're doing too much that you don't have to do. Once you say what you're not comfortable with, if they like, well, then you have a decision to make. Either you're going to stay with her yeah. and trust her, or if you don't feel like you can, then you leave, bro. But look, that's his girl he love. Yeah, <laughs> but like, that's okay, his girl so he love. She's just 70. suddenly getting a new job. She making 70. She get ready to go yeah. make 100K, but she got to work for her ex. First of all, as men, we do not trust any man that's ever had access to mm -mm. the woman that we look, deal we with. But we still think that nigga's key work. Right. We don't know. Exactly. I don't know what type of relationship y'all had. I don't know what type of, you know, life chemistry y'all might have had that might come up. He, you might, y'all might hear a song that come on, if this world were mine. And y'all both go, oh, remember when we was at the Vineyard member? Mm -hmm. Oh, they had a that. natural chemistry. I ain't going to lie. I feel like I would be the ex that you don't want me still in the picture because. Not yet. That's you know? What, that's how don't I, you feel like that about you? And you have to think like that about the other nigga. Yeah, I'm not in none of, they, none of my ex's picture because if I was, it would probably be some trouble. Yeah, it would be trouble. If it, it will be some rekindling. It might be, look, next thing you know, this nigga's giving you time off. I, mean, I, it, it just, I couldn't do it. It I opens the that. door for like insecurities that I didn't have I couldn't before. do it. I would be too insecure. You can't help. And that's the thing. Insecurity is always frowned upon and it's always talked about like, oh, you're just insecure. Oh, we're, that's a natural mm -hmm. human thing to be insecure. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like this will open the door to hella insecurities. If you are that person that will get insecure, some men might say, I don't give a fuck, I'll let her rock. I'm cool. also just too much of a, you know how you got that hunch. You too much, I'm too much of a protective thing. Let's say she get, let's say she feeling like they ain't giving her hours. She feeling like this. Now, I'm going to be dealing with your past present. Right. Oh, I know why he's not giving me hours. Oh, I know why he's bitter. Who feel like dealing with that? Yeah. And ladies, we're going to flip it. Your man. Getting ready to go work for his girl. His ex. His ex. And she's calling. Look, she's calling why, uh, when you coming to work. And he's like, look, I'll be there. I'm going to be there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I know I'm late. I just had to go. You know I'm going to be there. All right. All right. I can't look at that. <laughs> I can't look at that. What was the laughing chuckle? Because that's supposed to be a boss. Look, I've never laughed and chuckled on the phone with my boss. <laughs> now you are just a nutbag. <laughs> now you are insecure. I know that. Look. This is a situation, fellas, that you try to be cool with because guess what? Right now, you ain't insecure. But when it starts, them insecurities going to build up like Legos. You're going to have motherfuckers sitting, your insecurities is this high now. It's a great situation, though, because you do want your girl to get that extra 30 racks. Oh, my man, I want a man that doesn't care. I'm going to take that 30 racks and we're going to go on vacay. No, you're not because when do y'all pay for vacays? Two, come on now. First of all, she about come to make 100 now. racks. Think about... Your girl could be making 200 racks. You're paying for that vacation, buddy. <laughs> she gonna pay for the snacks. She gonna pay for, oh, I got up some towels for the beach. Oh, great. Now, this is what I will say about this. Uh, damn, Terrence, you made me lose my point. Uh, talking about, uh, I switched it up for the, for the ladies. I had the ladies. Because this whole situation is working for your boss. Oh, this is why, you know, you can't be a nurse or a doctor for your family member. 
Like if oh, I yeah. become a doctor, I can't do your physical or at the office. You just got to come to the crib. I can give you your yeah, advice from the side type shit, but I can't legally advise you because we family. Like yeah. I'm gonna give you that. If, like I was like, yo, uh, when we had when we had crew, I was like, because my my girl's best friend is a doctor, and I was like, if she was an OB, because she delivered a baby, she was like, nah, they wouldn't let her. Because you have now, you, you, don't, you have too much emotion, but you love this person. So you're not going to give your medical opinion first. The love you have is going to come first. It's going gonna, it's gonna to influence. Yeah. To me, the working for your ex piece fit a little bit in that po- puzzle a little bit. Somewhere. I'm yeah. still waiting for the place to put it. But it's too much of a not common, it's too much of a not like neutral ground anymore yeah. to where now it's weird now if you get employed a month or if you get a shout out or some shit i don't trust this nigga and that's the thing that women don't get we don't trust any nigga we don't trust any man this is my friend from we it's met just, in third what, grade what's insecure <laughs> is like if you say you was making a hundred thousand but you your ex works there i'm not tripping at that at all it's just the fact that he's your boss. Like he's gonna be able to low key have a certain control over your life, and you don't really want that. You don't really want your your current person's past to be, because you know that shit's gonna come back up. What if you speaking up in a meeting and he's like, "You're talking too much," and that's what you always did. You still haven't learned it. Mind your bit. Whoa. Oh yeah, that's too much. I don't need that type of smoke. Because what's your girl come home and tell you, fella? If you can, day. And if you can get that job making 100K there, you can get the job making 100K somewhere else that's not for this nigga. And I feel like it is very inconsiderate to not consider your man for that job. And I bet that's what the comments are all about. Mm-hmm. It's, already, it's an extra 30K. He would have to just be fine with it. Yep. See how y'all don't give a fuck about your man feelings for real? It's funny because imagine... This opportunity, fellas, is a forex opportunity. She got to go and comment and say, oh, my God, my life has changed ever since I met at so-and-so. <laughs> he has given me the best advice. I love forex. Come and trade. Y'all know y'all seen them girls. Y'all ever see that? It seems like they got a virus on their page, don't it? Uh-huh. It's like, oh, they no. Use emo- they use what a bunch of emojis. You? They page go from pictures of them to just pictures of numbers and boards. Uh-huh. What a prime a prime American nigga hit me up in uh, on LinkedIn. Like, hey man, the pod is great. You're doing great. I don't give a fuck. Sorry, Prime America and, and, and full X folks. Pyramid, pyramid scheme. Up. Y'all are fucking people over to try and make more money. Uh bro, my girl loves this shit. I'm about to say, yeah. And it is, it, it is a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it is. Um, but he was like, yo, I'm trying to, you know, help you guys. How do you feel about making some more income? Or do you know anybody? That could use extra income or that is looking to change their whatever. And I'm telling my girl, I'm like, yo, I should send this to my sister who at the time was interviewing four different jobs. Yeah. She was like, do you know what he's doing? He yeah. definitely was trying to sign me up for a pyramid scheme. I'm about to say, you can tell when the motherfuckers trying to try sign you up for a pyramid scheme when they ask you if you uh if you think that you're making how about you know you never thought about that girl was like, you got style. I really came over here because you got style. <laughs> she didn't give you a fuck. You don't point. get your Fucking. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck about your style. That was her opening close. She did not give clothes. a fuck about my style. She came up to me too. I'm like, remember oh, Best Buy used to tell us, go up to people and tell them you like, oh, those shoes are cool. Oh, those shoes? Those are some nice shoes. What you guys looking for? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my buddy. what yeah. they told us to do. <laughs> yep. Create some, you know. Rapport. Build rapport. 
Did Find you? a common ground. You probably didn't see the video where the dude was like, imagine I come in. Hey, nice to meet you. My name's John. He was like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> fuck that guy. What the fuck is that? Watch this. Hey, how you doing? My name's John. Nice to meet you. Doing fantastic today. Yep, having a great day. Hope you're having a great day. You talking everybody about the strong-ass white dude? Yeah, everybody <laughs> in the comments was like, the first guy I prefer. The second guy's an asshole. You do not want that guy. So what you guys looking for today? Oh, okay. Bro, I've been getting a bunch of those sales tips videos for some reason. First of all, number one, I taught sales for seven years. I was a beast at it. I was I one of the you best. he does it, he does it. I was one of the best. One of the best. Most of the sales advice that these niggas be giving online is terrible. It'd be terrible. He was like, uh, I'm not even going. I, I, I can't even go down. That, that's just a long, long, windy road. Soapbox. Soapbox. You got a course of act, though. I was going. Yeah. Okay. Based on a real experience. Okay. You answer the FaceTime, right? You you just start talking to this girl. And I hate to be your girl, your girl, your girl. Fuck it. This, but this is what we do, nigga. <laughs> this is what we do. I'm a fucking one. This is who you guys want to win, huh? Woman beater. Woman beater. Woman beater. <laughs> he did, I guess he got that shit. Woman beater. <laughs> he, he was trying to hit him low. <laughs> he went down. Woman to... beater. <laughs> he got that from his dad, huh? <laughs> you don't like that shit? He was trying to hurt Floyd's feelings. He was trying to bury That was Floyd. right after Floyd's case. <laughs> anyway, we're going to beat that woman beater, huh? <laughs> woman beater, y'all like that? I guess he got that from his dad. He said, he said fuck it, give me the mic. Fuck I'm it, I'm going to get it both of these motherfuckers. I'm like, go, I know what to say. Watch yeah. out. <laughs> you know, the trainer get up in and they say a couple things. Let's fight. All right, well, let's go. And then that's it. So he said that it was quick. All right, come on then. Come on. All right. He had to, he had to, the, the. The shirt that just nah, yeah. screams dead. He screams the fedora. Yeah. <laughs> the glasses. With the feather. All right, go ahead. You don't fuck with a nigga that always look like he came from a funeral. You never fuck with him. Nah, you don't. Because he's you never know what the hell they life. got going on. Hey, look. Um, you meet a chick, right? You go to her crib. You listening? Nigga. You meet, you, no. You, uh, you just started talking to this girl. Y'all been talking for like two or three weeks. Go ahead, Terrell. You just start, you just met this shit. Y'all started talking for y'all been talking for like two or three weeks. You uh you call on FaceTime. She answered the FaceTime and she got on a like a look like a damn 2X sweater that says uh Florida State, right? Yeah. Florida, Florida State sweater. It just says Florida State. But it's a big ass sweater. <laughs> and you say, Yo, where you get that sweater from? And she say, I don't know. I've, I've just found it in my closet. <laughs> I'm yeah. only saying this because this is a real experience. You got a Florida State sweater in your college. You went to Florida State? She went to Florida State? She did not go to Florida State. She went to Howard. <laughs> Fellas. It's a thing when you get with a girl, she going to be wearing some Mind um, you, 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 she ain't been talking to her for, for two weeks. You haven't talked to her for two weeks? No, I said you ain't been talking to her but for, but two, for weeks. two weeks. That's why I said when you first start talking to a girl, she definitely going to be sporting that nigga shit. But you know what? I ain't going to make a big deal out of that, you uh, know? You just got to... Have you ever been ultimately disrespected by a girl that came to your house in another nigga's basketball? I'm about to say, I've seen... I've, I've, <laughs> but I remind a nigga of the trauma. You like that nigga. You, you ever seen a video of... Uh, I've been petty in my life before. <laughs> I'm the type to say, oh, you got that bracelet from who? Mm, this guy I used to talk to. Oh, oh, this guy I used to talk to used to have this bracelet or whatever, whatever. But you was a nigga that snapped the bracelet in half. Take one of I these. Ain't gonna break it. Take some life. scissors and snap it. All the beads. Go I everywhere. wouldn't do it now, but I have been that nigga in my past to 
I ain't going to do nothing to the bracelet, but I'm going to shit on that joint. Fuck that bracelet. I'm going to have a problem with it. Oh, you was you was a two-complain nigga. You'll go get a bracelet that nobody gave you and say, oh, yeah, I got this from. I'm def- I, I also have a bracelet that I got from. I was a tit-for-tat nigga. Because you know what? When you deal with somebody that's like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? You be like, damn, I guess it ain't a big deal. Look, I guess it ain't a big deal. What's that? What's that? <laughs> oh, okay. It's crazy how when you give people a taste of their own medicine, then they start understanding, you know what I'm saying, what the vibe is. Fella, as soon as you tell your girl the same shit she told you, ain't it crazy how you see your response come out of her? Anyway, all I'll say is, if I were to FaceTime my girl, she had this big ass shirt on, Trey, you know me, bro. I don't even know why you, this is a course of act. Y'all know how I get down. Front door. Damn, that's a nice sweater. Let me see. That look like some shit I would wear. <laughs> that look like some shit I would wear. A nigga, like shit that I got. You got that from me? Oh, let me see if this is a good one or not. What would you do? Try nah, and let me see. I'm going to tell him. A lot of people be sending me course of actions that be their situation, and it's the most complex situation. Y'all, course of action has to be detailed, but y'all like simple. It can't be you were dating this girl, right? Then y'all broke up. But then she got with your friend. Then y'all got back together. So now, what would you think? <laughs> it's like, hold on, wait. Let me just let give me, you advice. Let me just tell you what I would do. Yeah. All right, bet. Movie suggest. You go first because I don't have one. Oh, yes, I do. Want me to go first? Nah, what's my movie suggestion of the week that I said it was going to be? Ah! My movie suggestion of the week is going to be The Matrix. I recently rewatched The Matrix. And what's crazy... I hadn't seen The Matrix in so long that when I watch everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, The Matrix is on uh, HBO Max. Uh, when I watched everything, everywhere, all at once, I realized how much they really bit from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, didn't, I totally forgot about Morpheus navigating Neo through that office the same way they did in uh, yep. everything, everywhere, all at once. But also, watching The Matrix now with an advanced mind, especially in 2023... Unreal experience. Unreal yeah. experience. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. You can see how movies definitely... It's one of those movies that a lot of different movies pulled from. It's definitely a Pulp Fiction class movie. Like, oh, yes. I bet. This about to change the game. Yep. And you can tell... And you know what? The, I think the, the, uh, the entire trilogy plus the fourth one is on it, too. The whole, the whole, I think the whole joint is on it. Shebang is up there. Mm-hmm. I'm on two. So I'm, I'm headed for two, uh-huh. but... That's good. That's a that's dope. that's a fun watch. It, it, the or you get to the Oracle. Yeah, and look, it's also some parts where you're like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> this was shot in 08. Or whenever it came out, 01. Nah, well, Lawrence Fishburne, definitely. That that L Fishburne. L Fishburne. Yeah, that's my guy, L Fishburne. Do you remember that thing with, with Samuel Jackson? They called him Lawrence Fishburne and he was like, all black people don't look the same. You remember he was on the interview? Yeah. Look, my uh, movie suggestion of the week is uh, Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, starring Christian Bale and um, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine. Christopher Nolan is a beast, and I think The Prestige falls low on... Y'all, I don't know if y'all been seeing the the Nolan rankings that have been coming out. People been ranking his movies and stuff, and I want to ask you where you're going to put Oppenheimer, so think about that while I do this. Um... But the prestige is one that falls like low. Yes. People start putting that joint lower than I think it should be. It's one of his best movies. It's Christopher Nolan and Magic. That's all I'm going to say. Christian Bell is the lead. Hugh Jackman is supporting. Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine. 
It's a Nolan film. You got to go and find it. I don't even know where that joint is. I'm going to see if I can figure out if that joint is on Netflix or if it's on HBO. I'm not too sure, but it's Christopher Nolan. It's Magic. It is on Amazon Prime right now, and I think that's the only place you can watch it. You know how to get it. You can get go. it because it ain't new, and you won't get that email. But uh, it's definitely one that you should see if you haven't seen all of Nolan's work or if you're looking for a new Nolan film to watch that's good. Prestige. 100%. That's now, a question one. for you. Yeah. Where does Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer rank in your Nolan films just right now? I know it's early. I know you've seen it once. Haven't seen it again. You're also a, you know. I don't know where I would put Oppenheimer because I'm a big fan of an original screenplay. I'm an original. I'm gonna. I like an original story. I think a filmmaker gets. That's an original screenplay, ain't it? I mean, well, you know what I mean. It's it's still based off true events, though. It's like a. It, it was a Oppenheimer's oh, a real yeah. person. It's like a real historic event. It's like I like when people when when a. Uh, I like when Nolan works out his his own mind. Would I say Oppenheimer is higher on the list than Memento? No. Inception? No. Fucking... Interstellar? No. What about... Um, it's not top five. What about the I Dark Knight series? Prestige Dark. Of, I wouldn't even put the Prestige under Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was great, but Oppenheimer is going to be Christopher Nolan's Jackie Brown. You know really? What I mean? Jackie Brown is the only text... Well... Yeah, it's the only thing QT did that wasn't uh, his work. That was that was uh, Elmore Leonard, Rum Punch. It's a book by Elmore Leonard. That's what uh, Jackie Brown came from. So it was dope to see him put his touch on Jackie Brown. The same way it was dope to see uh, Nolan put his touch on Oppenheimer, but because it was a based off a real thing or yeah, something it was, that wasn't from his mind yeah. all the way. His mind is so crazy. I wouldn't. That's like uh imagine your guy, what's my guy? Darren Arnofsky. Let's say he does a movie called like fucking Lincoln. Oh, it goes into the mind of Abraham Lincoln. You still going to get an Arnofsky film, but you would never put it over his Yeah. Ears. It ain't going over uh Reckoning for a Dream. Now, question, what about Tenet? What about Dunkirk? I don't want to do a ranking. I don't know. I haven't thought about it, and I don't want to put it on whatever. I don't want to do it. I don't know. All right. Bet. Tenet, like, that's too hard to do. That's like saying, do you think it's you better than those Jay's two? albums? And hold up. I haven't thought about this. Do you, do you think Tenet is better than uh, Oppenheimer? 1,000% no. No. No way. Oppenheimer arguably has some of the best acting performances in any Christopher Nolan film. I will say that. Wow. You could argue that what... Murphy did in Oppenheimer is arguably the best acting performance of all the Nolan films. Damn, for real. We love Leo in Inception, but really, you got Leo fucked up. That was that's not, my guy. That's my favorite movie of all time. No, it's not a bad acting performance, but it wasn't. You nobody would say Inception was Leo's best performance. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. He's done he, he, because it was just it was more of a great movie. That's what no. That's why Nolan is who he is. That that Cillian Murphy just know how to give it up though. Pause. You and know. you know he's been working with Nolan for so long. I think he was in Dark Knight. He was on one hundred percent in Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. He was one hundred percent in uh, and he played a, had a huge role in Inception. He was the key to the whole shit they were he trying to the do. Key to the shit in Inception because it was his dad. Yeah. And he was the guy that they picked up on the boat in Dunkirk. And he was in Interstellar. Yeah. So. So. All right, bet you got the uh, the drizzle. Hey. 
Let's go wrap it up for episode 162. Big shout out to all of the Leos out there getting ready to celebrate they, they, uh birthdays. Let me just say this. The summer is getting ready to be over. So if y'all haven't been really getting outside or haven't got no water, try to. It's been a trash-ass summer. I'm sorry. No, nah, it has. It just hasn't really been the best summer. I don't know why. It's this one. I got you. You're, there we go. Yeah, y'all. Y'all stay safe out there. 100%. Wear your mask. Hopefully we get that new <sighs> drizzy. <laughs> oh, my God, if we get that drizzy. <laughs> <laughs>